You have to try this. Okay, just a bite. <laughs> Hi everyone, this is Social Takeout, small bites of social discussion. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Sarai. And welcome to a special bonus conversation with my friend Johannes Müller. Hey! Welcome! <laughs> Thank you very much. Good morning. Yeah. Um, so at some point we're going to have you on for like a regular episode, but we were both really excited about this topic, so we wanted to just like talk to you immediately and like get it in the podcast. <laughs> yes, so, <please>. <laughs> <laughs> so Johannes, um, you have like a self-described fetish for the US. So we wanted to use this talk as a teaser to a later topic being sexual, sexual fetishes, Sarai's favorite topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yes, first, <laughs> um, Johannes, can you introduce yourself for everyone? Like, what do you do? Where are you from? <laughs> um, I was born in Aachen, which is like the deep western part of, of Germany. And I came to Berlin to study um, opera direction or the direction of opera at a Hochschule für Musik. Hans Eisler, and I'm doing music theater production since like 10, 12 years uh, in Berlin. And this is also how I met Sarai. And yes, I had this, um, I had this uh, US fetish my whole life. I, we can talk about how, where it came from maybe also later, but yeah, it manifested yeah. itself also, of course, in the, in the, in the, in the last years, uh, uh, with, with the whole Trump. Thing, which is also the way Sarai and me bonded somehow. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we 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 met in a we did a little project about Madame Butterfly and uh, race in opera. And I think I don't know if it was the high point of the uh, Trump administration time or if it was crazy like this all the four years. But it was. The, the thing we talked about most, I have the feeling, during the... Yes, yeah. And it was like, I feel all of Trump's administration was just like high point on top of high point, like just like a constant fever pitch, you know? Yes, I think this is also the way he drained the people. Like, yeah. uh, uh, it was somehow his tactic to be like in the news all day, which... All day, uh, every day. All day, every day. And this is also, I think, the reason why they finally voted him out because it was so just draining it was just too much which you also recognize now in the biden administration that you suddenly think the the u.s doesn't exist anymore where are they <laughs> right it's like <laughs> oh i just have to think about the president and like the impending doom of the united states like for two days how amazing yeah, but how did you how did you uh, go about your days during those four years? Because my first thing was always like pulling the phone up and taking a look and thinking like, what did he do now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so like uh, immediately after he was elected, I was like, oh, I gotta get out of the U.S. <laughs> like, how do I get the fuck out of here? Was that um, the main reason why you left the U.S.? It was a big reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, just like the type of, so I had like this remedial um, job at a grocery store. And once Trump was like in the media every day, my interactions with customers changed significantly. Like it was getting more and more racist and people were feeling 
more and more bold to, um, you know, call me the N word or like just say whatever the fuck they wanted. Um, and as you know, in the U S there's, guns everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So that really made me feel unsafe. Um and it was like, well, I have this French boyfriend. Let me like, you know, hitch my wagon and move that to Paris. <laughs> yes, it worked out slightly different. Um <laughs> but yeah, like during his presidency it was like, okay, well I got to turn on NPR first thing in the morning and listen to what happened overnight, you know. Yeah. Uh, but even yes. like talk, I, I I also listen to some different different NPR uh, shows and mm -hmm. I, there I also have had this feeling like of this division of the country I don't know like because the, the NPR uh, stuff and the radio is so civilized and so um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> almost intellectual and they have this kind of speaking voice and then you turn into the real life like whatever press conference they did in the white house during that time. And you think like, who is this trash? What is going on there? <laughs> it was very much a disconnect, but um, Jeremy, like where were you uh, when Trump came into office? So I was at home watching the election. Where's home? <laughs> on, uh, oh, uh, in Canada, Toronto. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was actually with my ex at that point, and we were like sure that he would not win, <laughs> like during the election. But then I remember it was such a weird point, like when they announced that he was actually the next president of the United States. It was just quiet, like it was a whole bunch of friends, and I was just watching it because you guys are like provide great entertainment for us, your politics. <laughs> but <laughs> up north, they're like, ooh, let's grab some popcorn and watch American politics. Yeah. But, um, but that was a very scary moment. And a friend of mine, I remember, um, she was actually one of those viewing stations, the Democrat viewing stations in New York. She called me, like, crying. Like, um, she is a queer female, and <laughs> obviously this is going to affect her. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, it, it was a very, very... I, I will never forget the moment. It's kind of, yeah. like, almost like comparing it to 9-11 in a way. Like, it was such a pivotal moment that this actually happened in history. <laughs> Absolutely. It's always yeah. going to be, like, a where were you on inauguration, you know, 2016. Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. I still remember where I was uh, during 9-11, and I still remember the day from yeah. Yeah, came into same. office. That I was, I was uh, running around Berlin, like looking for a cheap washing machine and it was raining <laughs> and I was, I can still remember thinking like, Oh, I'm, I'm watching the coverage tonight. And then I started watching and suddenly I thought, mm, there is something like when they counted the votes, there was a moment where you thought like, there is something is off. Mm, yeah. I think I go to bed. <laughs> it will all turn out fine. <laughs> like I'll wake up and this won't be reality. And, and you yeah. know, Hillary Clinton will be president and it'll be yeah. fine. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, rude awakening. And, and then, and then I have the feeling like the, the, the four years that followed were a, a crazy blur of being on Twitter, watching the view on YouTube, um, uh, like trying to follow what what he's doing, and always this hope, like somehow he will do in the end, he will do something so pathetic or illegal or whatever yeah. that he will be out. And you yeah. were always my, you were always my, my, I was always writing to you. Did you, did you see what he did? Or you, you texted me, he did this and this. And I'm writing back like, he will be out now. This is, <laughs> this is the, this is the end. That's right. It's always like, no, 
No. <laughs> I no, sorry. Really, I really feel We're like not- a lot of friendships came out of this whole situation. <laughs> yes. This <laughs> yes. like trauma <laughs> bonding. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. After the production of, of Butterfly, as remember you gave me a card where there was it was written something like will you be my trump friend or something <laughs> like oh god <laughs> so <That's funny. laughs> it was definitely bonding over trauma or yeah yeah uh, and now that it's finished or, or that he's gone I, this was the moment maybe somehow after the four years i got so used to this whole this whole drama he created and the drama he put us all in even whether you liked him or not um that even just after it ended, I had the feeling of, oh, oh this is like a stone lifted from my, I mean, I don't know a lot about Biden, but uh, just the fact that he's not in the news every day yeah. uh, is just a relief, such a relief. It is. And it's, but it's almost like, uh, oh, I've, I'm missing my routine, <laughs> you know, <laughs> being terrified every day. It's all PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can really feel routine. the ratings crash. Like, yeah. the, no, like, Absolutely. I mean, my YouTube clicks uh, uh, on the view regarding Trump or Rachel Maddow or whatever are like in the, in the dumpster. I don't know. It's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> It's just suddenly like, okay, great. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can move on with my life. Jesus. A whole bunch of Canadians really bored. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We were boring before. No. No, sorry. I'm joking. Hilarious. No, don't, don't apologize. Canadians no. deserve no, no. all the shade. Um, <laughs> you guys could have, like, invaded the U.S. and liberated us all from Trump. And you did you know, nothing. There was actually conversations about this happening. I was like, what? <laughs> you know this, right? We Germans, I think we owe you something, no? Yeah. We, we, we could have done. We should have. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but so, like, I, I do want to get back on sort of on topic of, like, this – fetish that you say you have for the u.s um so like we all know that u.s cultural that u.s culture is exported to the entire globe so like think mcdonald's in every country starbucks u.s music and tv um and i remember being so excited to visit austria for this first time when i was an undergrad and my um german teacher was like oh make sure you watch tv for at least 10 minutes a day to like get colloquialisms and cultural references. And so I turned on the TV and it was Simpsons, <laughs> you know? And then like, I went Simpsons to Spain. German? Yeah, but it was still Simpsons. Like yeah. it was like this American cultural iconic television yeah. show. Um, and then like a number of years later, I went to Spain and turned on the TV and it was Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh my God. You know? <laughs> oh, God. All right, Johannes, like, what do you actually love most about the U.S. since you're saying, like, you're fetishizing the U.S. in a way? Also interesting I'm, I'm, choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do I fetishize about America? I mean, I actually haven't been. So um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's maybe the reason I fetishize it. So how but, did but, this start? <laughs> <laughs> I, the, how, how did the fetish start? Yeah. Um, I think somehow... It started, maybe it actually started with The Simpsons or with The Nanny, one of both. Oh, The um, Nanny was like, I don't yeah. know, was she my nanny or was she on TV? I don't know. <laughs> I watched that show so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, 
uh, I mean, I was a gay teenager, so I started watching uh, uh, those American TV shows, and somehow I fell fell in love with this. I don't know, or maybe I have the feeling it saved my life. I don't know what it was. I I, I remember watching Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. like when I was uh, twelve. It was much too early. I, I could uh, blame my parents; they shouldn't have probably watched. Let me yeah. watch it. I was. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. They shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I totally fell in love. It's it's such a. I think it's the mix for me, like in this in this shows of being so light and funny, but at the same time, you you mentioned Simpsons. There is something culture-wise, I don't know how to how to call it, like transcendent in this American American pop culture is or pop is really good. This stuff, I just love it. It's so intelligent and so has always this ironic side, which somehow I could I could connect with. Yeah, and somehow it 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 happened with this TV stuff, I think. But then it branched out into not only TV series, also talk shows and RuPaul's Drag Race and cooking shows. I had a big Martha Stewart fetish a long time. Oh yeah, uh, I still love her, even uh, though Jeremy so, says she's canceled. But I don't care. Oh. I love her still. <laughs> Why is she canceled? I would love to know. Uh, she said some things. We can talk about it in a different episode. <laughs> Don't let me go down that path. <laughs> I would, yeah, but this is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. I even bought the. There was a time in Berlin where I went to uh, somebody and bought like 150 magazines. Martha Stewart living. Oh like second hand, <laughs> and I ca- and I and I carried them around Berlin, like in the in the tube, uh, in, yeah. the, in the U-Bahn, and uh, in a, in a big bag, like, and I had them here, like on a big uh, stapel <laughs> for years. To and I really read them. I took mm-hmm. them to the lake, and then I read Martha Stewart, and it was all the magazines from the nineties. I don't, it, they were old. I bought them secondhand. Somehow so. that feels so German, though. Just like this idea of like, secondhand magazines, like. <laughs> You know. Because I think I know why, Sarai. <laughs> why? Your Tell husband everyone. and his mother. Yes. <laughs> they exchange magazines. So. Yeah. They exchange uh, yeah. magazines and newspapers. But this was this was during a time where where um I mean the internet wasn't that big. I think I still had like dial in modem internet. Oh, oh yeah. So it wasn't readily <laughs> You know, I couldn't watch. I, I remember watching the first YouTube clips of American stuff, also American theater, which I watched a lot. Like those Broadway bootlegs. I don't know if if we are allowed to say that. Oh yes, which, I mean which, I watched a bootleg of Hamilton. So <laughs> yeah, which are allegedly on YouTube. Um, and so I, I still remember watching the first YouTube videos, which were because I had a dial-up modem, were like like. I have to watch it in like 10 second in- increments because it had to load. Yeah. yeah. This was the time I also bought the, so the Martha Stewart magazine. And so I also not only love this like American pop culture, but also everything food and cooking related. I love the American food, which is also a topic I could talk with Sarai yes. uh, for <laughs> hours. But I really have a feeling it, it is connected to uh, that I can't go there. Somehow, because I'm so afraid of flying. I was going to say, so why can't you go there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's because I'm afraid of flying. So I never I, I never put a foot in a plane. So I have a uh, 
like a picture of America in my head, <laughs> which was certainly broken during those four Trump years. But <laughs> <laughs> and maybe wasn't real the, the, the first time. Yeah. But um, I think it has to do with this like fear of flying and not being able to go there. And of course, it's as you already said, it's like it's everywhere. You can't escape the uh, American culture. But I must say, it really has amazing sides. So uh, yeah, I really it, love it. It does. It does have some good good sides mm -hmm. that we'll we'll kind of get into. But so your fear of flying, like. I looked up this one cruise site. It's called Cruise People. Um, yes. And it's like ultra luxury, 12 <laughs> person cruises from Europe to the US. Like, to don't York. kill his fantasy of America. <laughs> don't send him to America. <laughs> Like if we if we wanted to like get it out of you, this is the best way. Like just send you there. He's gonna crush his dreams, right? So anyone who wants to donate to Johannes's GoFundMe to avoid this luxury cruise to the U.S., I researched every possibility. Let me assure you to to get into to get to America. I was yeah looking into those. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, uh, Queen Mary one from Hamburg to via Southampton to New York in five days, which is only like 10,000 euros a trip. God. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought maybe we could, I could do some, I even went as far as thinking like maybe I could do some entertainment thing. Like, you know, if I offer them to write a little show, I take a singer, Sarai. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm totally down. <laughs> I write something, some interesting little bits about Birdie. If you sing something and they take us for free, or I also, <laughs> I, re I, I researched like going on freight ships, like which takes a lot longer. They only have one or two cabins, but somehow I'm afraid they will kill me. I don't know why. Absolutely. They're going to like murder you and then try to ransom you to your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this happens also on luxury cruise ships. Yeah. That it does. I think, I think the, the, the most disappearances and the most like uh, uh, misery deaths and everything happens on cruise ships. Hmm. I, um, I read I've something got a side about it. Question Are you also into true crime? Yes, I am. Oh, okay, oh God. great. So, but only American true and true crime. Bondage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just American Jeremy, true Jeremy, um, Johannes is my new um, co-host, so you're out. I'm going like to mute you. Trump, talking about Trump and true crime, I'd be like running out into the other room. <laughs> it's, de it's definitely connected. The Trump obsession and the, even the Rachel Meadows with this Russia and what did he do and who did he need and blah, blah, blah. And, da, 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 and going deep and trying to solve the mystery it's also connected to this true crime it definitely changes. is isn't it it's yes. it's like a true crime unfolding before our eyes <laughs> but only but only american true crime maybe it's because the americans are also ruthless it, it's it's, it's yeah. definitely like trauma porn a little bit it's like so we're gonna go through every stab wound you know of this murder victim and like analyze what we think it means you know okay no um, so but i didn't i didn't i i also thought uh, thought about like i have to be drugged go on a plane you know a little yeah. bit like this michael jackson situation yeah, where they, uh, yeah or, or, uh, you need a doctor who put you to sleep and they oh roll God. you 
Then they roll you. They roll you on the plane, and then I wake up in New York. And they put me out and push me straight to Broadway. <laughs> I wake up and I finally can see Sutton Foster and anything goes. <laughs> oh my god! And they wake me up. We'll try to find a drug cocktail for you. <laughs> yeah, all my American friends. Also, this I'm also interested in this American drug fetish they have. Like they take something for everything. Uh, so you, know, you have a VPN and you watch American TV, right? Yes. Have you seen the drug commercials? Oh, I I love them. I mean, <laughs> what, you like this? Some- <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, I like it and I love it because I don't have to see it every day. I think yeah. if I would be there and this would be my everyday life, I would think like, oh, I'm going to shoot myself. I mean, it's so also it has this depressing side. <laughs> I, I, even if I, 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 I listen to this true crime podcast where it's like he was murdered, he he slit her throat and stabbed her to death like 25 times. Oh, did you know about Casper mattress? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Casper mattress, the best sleep you'll ever have. Rape was stepping on top of. It's right. She she was raped five times and kept in a sex dungeon. Did you hear about Blue Apron? Um, <laughs> the, the, the free meal delivery kid. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> delivered straight to your door. And this is a little bit the same with, with those commercials. No, I, I have this VPN mainly to watch SNL mm-hmm. because, yeah, you can't watch the whole episodes in a real... Uh, yeah, I also like this in a, in a, in a, in a, in a full in a full version unless you watch it on the ABC website. And so I have this VPN and they have this commercials in between which also gives me the illusion somehow I'm in the country. You know, it's not like you watch it on some streaming, obscure, half porny streaming website, but you watch it as it was meant to be. And I really have the illusion I'm, I'm there. And yeah. It's really fascinating. (laughs) Um, Jeremy, is there, so you're Canadian. Is there anything that you like really love about the U.S. that like stands out to you that you obsess over? Me. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I do love uh, the US and when it comes to like sort of like landscape sort of direction because <laughs> you have everything. Uh, Canada is pretty much the same throughout. <laughs> uh, like you have deserts and you have like the mountains and you have snow. So on a Swanson. road trip, yeah. So on a sort yeah. of like a road trip sort of sense, I love America that way. I also do love the fact that America is one of the, the when it comes to the people. I know mm-hmm. the people don't get enough credit. Like there's even TikTok videos where they're saying like, "What's the dumbest thing an American has said to you?" All this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah uh, well, I think that I is a certain list. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that is a certain amount of population. But what I do like about the people there is like they're very hopeful because they have. The country is built on trauma. So even with all of that, for some reason, they love this big heroic story. And America has that in a way. Like, we finally legalized gay marriage. And Canada is kind of like, we did this 16 years ago. Um, right. <laughs> but, but it's, it's like, like a big deal. It's like, yeah, we're going to put yeah rainbow lighting on the White House. And everything is much bigger. So I do love that they celebrate all the small little wins that are actually happening. Yeah, but it's because that's all we have. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But that's yeah. the only thing. <laughs> but compared to other places in the world, they're still doing something. Uh, 
But my list of things that I don't like about America is much bigger. This is the extended go-to. Yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Sarai? You're actually American. What do you love about the land of the free? <laughs> you know, I did leave for a reason. And I wouldn't go so far as to say that I hate the U.S., but like... Yeah. um. It's uh, disheartening when, like, my family is a American as far back as we can actually trace our family, but I'm still told to, like, go back to my country. You know, <laughs> like, that's a problem for me, and it kind of overshadows even the good parts, you know? This is the thing that, that, that I don't have because I've never been or I've never experienced it myself, that I even even if I see the you know, the seedy sides or the, I always see them through those Hollywood movies potentially where you think, oh, the seedy bars and how they live. Oh, it's so, it has always this like romanticism yeah, about it. No, there is. like being, being poor and blah and making it and blah. This is somehow the way I experience yeah. mainly this more problematic and, side of America. And it's like, it's not romantic, you know, like before I left, I was working literally five to six jobs at the same time, you know, trying to like survive and take singing lessons and audition, you know, which you have to pay for in the U S you have to pay to submit an application to audition. Um, so it's like the whole culture does not value like live entertainment and artists. So it was unlivable for me, you know, yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's really something different, you know, if you are looking from afar and you are, like, baking the trashiest cakes made yes, only out yeah. of, like, who brings Oreo, cookie, lava, <laughs> yeah. extra sugar cake. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's like going to a museum or something, or it's yeah. like a... It's, it's it's a very, not even ironic, because I really love it. So but you're, of course, you're more of, of an anthropologist, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, and I think then it, it would be totally different if you have to eat those cakes like every day and you yeah. are, your whole diet is based on white sugar or even not sugar, <laughs> high, high fructose corn syrup. Corn syrup. Yeah, yeah, it's not even sugar. Okay, so like why do you think people are so obsessed with the U.S.? Like is it sort of this idea that it's like, a slow train wreck and you can't look away or <laughs> what <Yes>. is it? <laughs> I think it's also, it's, it's a big part is this romanticizing it or being looking through all this, through this Hollywood TV, Hollywood like, lens where you, yeah. where, where it's a very, like I mean, he they picked are, himself up by the bootstraps and worked so hard and yes, you know, became a, a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. It's a very strong, but very hollow message, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's very, but it's very strong. And I think this is something you could fall for e easily. I think that this could, could, um, could work. Maybe this is also because, um, th th this is also why uh, people react very strongly to stuff like Black Lives Matter and everything because it somehow somehow also shows the other other side of the yeah. whole. Um, it shows that it really is this hollow sort of facade that has yeah. very little meaning. <laughs> yeah, but the difficult part is really that the the facade or the 
the picture you see or the they want you to see is so this is also what I love about all those TV shows you know it's not like they are not talking about this stuff it's everything is you black lives matter has some kind of impact but it only goes that far mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but somehow they manage to take the problem in and to transform it into something and then present it in this american we can all make it if we really want right uh, kind they, of way they kind of even, like put a rose colored lens on everything <laughs> yes even if even in snl or something it's mm -hmm. like uh they make fun about uh, intelligent stuff and they make also fun about uh, important uh, there's political stuff in it but it always has this gloss of perfect timing mm -hmm. uh giving you some sense of relief in the end they they mention the They mention the problems, they make fun about different phenomena you have in everyday culture, but in the end it's really like, and somehow I, somehow that's, um, what is a consolation or a trost. Yeah, it's like, um, it's, a it's resolved at the end. Yes. Yes. It doesn't. It, yeah. So, and I think this is something very, um, uh, Verführerisch. Oh, my English goes away. <laughs> uh, And it seduces you. It seduces you somehow uh -huh, yeah. to 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 like it or to to see this to see America in this like better light or whatever. And somehow this this like I don't know how to say it in in German. This Widerspruch uh, that it has those both sides in it all the time. I somehow like mm -hmm. German culture is always so one note. So. I don't know. It doesn't have those those layers for me. I get what you mean. Yeah? Yeah. Do you think it, like, doesn't have those layers, or do you think that German people intentionally ignore them, though? They, 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 don't, have, they don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> they, I think they just don't have it. Mm -hmm. Either they killed it, or probably looking at entertainment, of course, like a lot of people who... Um, who are responsible for this, if, if, if we look at the entertainment thing now, are responsible for the good American entertainment have left Germany in the 30s. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> and this <laughs> for kind one reason of, or another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for one reason or another. And I think this killed a lot in German mm -hmm. culture. There's some kind of um, being irreverent or... Uh, being like tongue in cheek that's just not existent here and this yeah. i miss very much and this is like the, i think the, the most part of why i love watching those american whatever cultural products being it cooking or tv shows or movies um that much hmm. yeah hmm. um jeremy yeah what uh What what do you think? Is it just the slow train wreck dumpster fire that you can't look away from? Why are people so obsessed with the U.S.? Definitely, there's that part. That's the entertainment value. But uh, <laughs> but even before that, I don't think I've, I was ever like obsessed with the U.S. But I was living in a country that was obsessed with the U.S. Uh, so I was like, you know, I was born and brought up in Dubai, which is they copied America to a T. Um, so American culture is sort of like absorbed by that place because they want to be like America and we want to be the next New York sort of idea. Uh, that's what it was. Now it's starting to have its own sort of identity in some way, shape or form, which is very misogynistic and crap. 
But um, and racist, <laughs> exactly. But um, there was a time I was actually steeped in that culture, and what we thought at that point is uh, America is one of those. Pl- I've never been to America, North America, at this point. Uh, as a kid, uh, we think that oh, it's a land of the free because that is what's being sold. Like you can do anything, you can go there and be who you want to be. And especially a little gay kid growing up in Dubai, that was like a big deal. Um, like, oh my God, I can actually not get killed for being gay <laughs> right. sort of idea. So it's that kind of stuff. And I, I remember watching, uh, I'm so it's funny that you brought up RuPaul's Drag Race, Johannes. Yeah. Uh, I, so YouTube, so a lot of sites are banned in Dubai. So if you go, okay, putting it out there, if you check for gay porn or any porn, <laughs> it'll oh, yeah. say blocked site <laughs> on like the, the government does not allow you to go into, you can go through different avenues to get it but uh very risky if they find it it's a big issue so people having like their own stash of porn and stuff like that they get raided and Mm -hmm. get arrested things like that so that's it's a different kind of world in a way so youtube for some reason was not banned so it was my first look into uh the gay world like watching rupaul uh Mm -hmm. in that works that work supermodel that song you better work. You better work. Have a girl. Work it, girl. Give us work. Do your thing. On the runway. Work. I was like, oh my God, this is a mm-hmm. man dressed up as a woman. And this was not even a concept for me. And I associated that with America at that point. Because obviously RuPaul's American. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of the coming out videos. Which is also not wrong. No, yeah. it's not right. wrong. It's it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is definitely part of it. So, but the thing is, then I moved to Canada, <laughs> where I was like, "Oh, this right. is even better." But then I'm looking at America from the Canadian lens. It was and like, like "That's this garbage." <laughs> yeah. So if you're coming from a place that's extremely oppressed, America looks amazing. Uh, it's like one step better in a way. Uh, but then you go to a place that's actually good and then you see the dumpster fire that's actually America currently. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, oh, I'm so glad I did not move there sort of idea. Does that make sense? Yes. So it depends on what side of the green grass you are on. <laughs> oh, well, that <laughs> you said something that uh, like just now to the effect of like when you come from a place that's oppressed, like America looks like this gleaming, you know, beacon. Yeah. Cause that's um, what you sell. Yeah. But so Johannes, do you think like there's a portion of like German culture that is like oppressed, like in its thinking and in its like cultural identity, possibly. I'm going to mute myself here. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me if I'm oppressed. <laughs> not, not if you're oppressed. <laughs> Germans. Um, the Germans, unlike the Americans, are maybe a little bit more, I don't know how to, if it's the right word. They are so fucking serious. Uh-huh. Um, yes. I don't know where it's come <laughs> from cu- culturally. It's so, they are so. It's like a limited thinking, like this is the box and anything outside of the box is wrong. Everything, yeah. And we have to think it through. And, and uh, <laughs> um and they are so if i compare them to the americans let's let's talk tv uh-huh. if you look at american tv hosts they are very 
um, they are very easy, not not easy going, but what is it, le lessig. Um, uh. The word lessig means casual. We couldn't figure that out during the podcast. <laughs> Bye. The word, German word would be lessig. They are, they, are, they are feeling good in their skin. They are comfortable in front of the camera. The Germans are not. Uh, as famous as they are, they maybe probably are great actors in Germany, so what? I hate them all. But <laughs> um, they are somehow verkrampft, um, uh, like in their head. They or, take themselves less seriously, in a way. The Americans? Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah. Uh, they, the Germans don't get uh, irony. They are some, you know, there's this German host, Jan Böhmermann, which a lot of people suddenly, suddenly like and say, okay, it's almost like America, but it's really not. He's some, he's, he's, he's funny, but you can sense that he's somehow, he's trying very hard. He's trying to be uh, feeling comfortable in front of the camera. It's even kind of like imagination, right? Like this sort of internal. Yes way of thinking of imagining things and yeah not, I don't want to say planning for the future but like imagining like the different possibilities you know yes yes exactly and the German for German somehow it feels a little bit there's this one way and we have to do it like this yes. whether I am hosting a show or if I'm thinking about a political uh, uh, movement I want to start we have to think about every single detail before and this is so unfunny and so uninteresting to watch mm -hmm. from the outside yeah. i mean I, I we did a lot of research for a music theater project about the aids movement in the 80s mm -hmm. and it the americans they are just so good in doing this big uh, uh fantastic demonstration sit-ins uh happenings they just do it and the germans are still sitting there and they're Do you think it's good to do it in this way or that way? Or maybe did we talk about all the... In America, it's just like we, we watched like discussions like from those times, how they come to decisions. And it's very quick, mm -hmm. which is uh, uh, very good, I think. Or impressive. Good, I don't want to say good, but very impressive. So I, we do know that you'd love America, but I, I'm kind of curious to understand your perspective on Canada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you see Canada? So do you think Canada is kind of like US light, like the same, but like quieter? <laughs> That would be the the the, um, uh, the same with RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. <laughs> it's it's RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race. Race. Oh, there is light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>, light. <laughs> it's like somehow lamer version of uh, uh, <laughs> oh RuPaul's <my> Drag Race. <laughs> Although we don't say lame, I just recently <laughs> learned that lame is not a. No, not I do a, agree. No, I do agree because like any sort of spinoff that has actually happened that is uh american well a lot of american spin-offs are like actually originally british like pop idol became idol uh, yeah. but then they start the canadian version we're like because canadians don't want to watch canadian television they watch american television okay <laughs> yeah i i my my, my I, i really i don't have so much 
uh, information about Canada, I think, or just a just a big picture in my head, maybe that also says something. Yeah, let me yeah. T- uh, give you some points, the differences yeah. between Canada and yeah. America, because I have to represent here yeah. in every episode. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, like he goes on and on and on about it. In yes, every it has episode. to have to be <laughs> happen. <laughs> Please. So the politics, we are much more quieter with it. Basically, because like, for example, you can actually engage in political topics. Like you can be in two sides of the spectrum, left and right, and actually have a discussion compared to morally thinking someone is wrong or actually going into a physical fight even. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, we talk politics a little bit more in a quieter way. Um, Canada's mm-hmm. borders seem to be a lot more open. Um, enter kids in cages in america (laughs) we don't really have those situations like we are actually wanting immigrants to come into the place also because the population is much more lower so we need more people that's hold on so so that's the thing that's so fucking frustrating about the u.s the u.s also really needs immigrants like yeah dire (laughs) dire need of more people you need brain power. Like, and yes. brain power doesn't only exist in the U.S. It comes from all over the world. <laughs> New exactly. ideas and everything. Yeah. Okay. Here's something, Sarai, that you will actually agree with. Canada has universal healthcare. So you yeah. don't have to pay for the most basic services, including doctor's visits, ultrasounds, and like hospital stays and things like that. Oh my Which, God. Okay. Hold on. That that's even a thing, not even a thing in America right now. While, that's a discussion. <laughs> while I was working those six jobs, I did not have any healthcare. I couldn't qualify for Obamacare because I made slightly too much. And so it was way too expensive. Um, so I just didn't have any. And then like, I like cut my finger open helping a friend move. And I had to go to the ER because like I needed stitches I got a bill for $5,000 for three stitches on my finger. <laughs> like, That's insane. Like, oh, my God. I'm blowing. Yeah, yeah, because- I mean, this is, a, this is a concept, like, as a German, I just can't grasp. Yeah. You know, I, I look at America and I think, oh, they have this healthcare problem, but I don't have any idea what this would feel like. So I'm, it's easy for me to block it out, no? Because I have no idea how that would feel. Because we are so secure here in Germany with the the, the version we do it here. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally, I still am like, oh, I kind of need to go to the doctor. But like, if I wait a week, maybe, maybe I get a staph infection in my foot and my toe falls off or like, maybe it goes away. Like, <laughs> Let's I'll wait another work. week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll risk it. <laughs> no, but there's actually this article uh, I'll put in the references. It's 99 reasons why it's better to be Canadian. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but one of the points I actually say is that uh, compared to Americans, we live longer and we are uh, healthier and that yes. has a lot to do with the healthcare system because anything that happens we can go to the doctor not worrying that we're going to be broke you know what yeah. i mean so it also uh, has to do with the lack of guns that um, too yes there there was a statistic that was released recently i heard it on npr um about philadelphia and that newborns born like last week in philadelphia their life expectancy is 66 years old God. yeah yeah Mm-hmm. In yeah. America, in Philadelphia specifically, just because oh, wow. the gun violence is so high. Welcome, so to the 18th, welcome to the 18th century. Yes, yeah. yeah. that's the thing too. America has this gun culture, and people love their guns. Whereas in Canada, guns are for hunting. It's not, uh, which I'm also not really for, by the way. <laughs> but at least it's people not, are not getting shot. <laughs> yeah, it's I not mean, a lifestyle. 
it's not a lifestyle like uh, we need guns to protect ourselves. It's our amendment. And that does not that idea does not exist in a lot of the places in the world. <laughs> I don't know why America holds on to that. Another thing that Canada has actually done, which I specifically like, is recreational marijuana is legal everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I don't do drugs. <laughs> you don't? It sounds ironic, but I, I meant it seriously. It's not a... Uh, you just I, I said know, you I, love the pill culture in America, like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> if other people take them. Just like to hear about it. Go listen to our episode on weed to hear it. <laughs> oh, no, easy listen to the Patreon where we are actually stoned and we played a oh, game. Oh my god. There was no words. It was just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 picture of or my vision of Canada was also very um influenced by Margaret Atwood. Oh, yeah. I, I, I read her I read uh, like Early on, I read some book, Cat's Eye, where she uh, remembers her childhood. Mm. And so I have this, somehow this manifested the picture of Canada in my head that um, that all Canadians are insect scientists for insects, because her parents are scientists for insects, and they always spend the autumn in the woods to make research, do research, and it was a very nice book to read. Mm-hmm. But somehow this, this uh, some also influenced my my the way of thinking about Canada. I think that it's a very also very civilized place and cerebral. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's Quiet. a normal place. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, why do you choose the word fetish to describe your U.S. obsession? I'm curious too. Fetish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, if I try to, you shouldn't analyze yourself maybe too much, but if I look at it, I think it's like, it's a very big interest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought fetish would be the right word for it. Um, yeah. Because it also it- goes so far as to excluding a lot of, a lot of German TV or German films and German cooking or i don't know yeah um, so it's like this um sort of obsession but that it's solely the u.s it's like at the detriment or exclusion of other things like german yes. things okay yes. interesting um i don't know you could have said you wanted to fuck the u.s or something <laughs> <laughs> It's already fucked. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> True. Yes, absolutely. No. Um, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I never thought about it in a, in a sexual way. This, like, this my American fetish. I know. No. <laughs> so no. you you don't like want Halka to dress up and like um. American flag shorts and, you know, a trucker hat. We had this on TV for the last four years, no? (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) If this is your fetish, then you, then you really had a good, (laughs) a good run. Absolutely. Like free porn and just porn all day, every day for the last four years. If that's but, your thing. But I must say, I look at this stuff also in amazement. Like those people. 
Yeah. Sometimes I can't, I can't really imagine that those people really exist. Mm-hmm. I always think it must be some kind of performance piece or a, or <laughs> oh, a show it's not just in you. Itself. I think the rest of the world feels the same way too. Is this actually <laughs> happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the, it's, it's, it's a show, but, but somehow on a different, on a different level. Maybe this is also why I love RuPaul's Drag Race so much. I think I, I, I a lot of people, um, Love RuPaul's Drag Race, but I really think it's a genius. It's a it's a work of genius. The whole the whole show, yeah. like to 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 make a show about like everybody knows those reality shows are fake. Then to use this format of a fake, you know, fake show to uh, about doing, uh, but which deals with being fake, being fake women or mm-hmm. being real women, whatever. But putting on like uh, this makeup, I think, is really. I really love love it. Yeah, they're zooming into a particular subculture, um, the drag, the voguing community, all of that, basically. And they're putting that deep lens into that and so the rest of the world can sort of see it, which is kind of interesting. It's a very cool show. Yeah. So, Johannes, would you want to, like, move to the U.S. and become American? (laughs) I would really love to spend some time there. Uh-huh. And I would um, would be really interesting to see how I come back. If I come back and it's like I'm hated everything, I can't see it anymore. I don't, uh, you know, if I yeah. how, how this would change as an experiment, I would really love it. I think to to live there under those circumstances you also talked about, like this. I think, and also if you are working in the arts, mm-hmm. it's a very different. Although I love musicals that much, I love it so much. It's so good. I love yeah. it so much, but. I don't know if I would be able to, with the stuff I do myself, to to survive hmm. there. Um, well, uh, let's see. We'll put together a list of cities that you should <laughs> at least spend extended periods of time in, like mm-hmm. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Well, you just have to experience Florida. Like it's okay. It's, it's an experience unlike any other. And once you've been there for like, like once you've spent a week there, you understand this Florida man concept, you know? Okay. <laughs> I just know Florida from the Golden Girls. and uh-huh. uh, Oh my God, I love that joke. <laughs> Me too. And the Johnny Versace killing uh, story, mm-hmm. um, American yeah. crime story, or what it's called. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what else? Where else? Where else should I, I go? Know. Oh, where else? Um, definitely Los Angeles. Yes. Um, and Manhattan. Yes. Uh, and then everything else is just of no importance, really. But Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you should definitely experience Texas. It's amazing how you love your country, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, it's really amazing. <laughs> it's like, I, I know I know not a lot of people who who are so disillusioned. <laughs> I mean, this is why I always call her Debbie Downer. She, she Oh during God. this time when I was writing her the text with now Trump will be gone and she was always like no because racism <laughs> or no because blah 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 and I was like, don't steal my thunder I, I, I stopped talking to you about it you are just right. too 
real. You're like, I need to believe that he will actually do something that he will be held accountable for. And I was like, he is a white man. He's not going to be held accountable for shit. <laughs> like, no. I, I actually survived for four years only because of this like hope that mm-hmm. somehow suddenly he will be gone. <laughs> he will be gone. Yes. Yeah. How did that work out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm relieved. No. Twice impeached. Yet nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? What more can he do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's anything he could have done. But do you love, uh, speaking of Canada, do you love Justin Trudeau? Yeah, he's hot. (laughs) Yeah? Uh Okay. Yeah, well, all I remember is his brown face, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There was this whole thing. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know, exactly. Hence. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing this topic to me, Johannes. I can now use this. <laughs> we could it's say like, that <laughs> Sarai is the anti anti American. <laughs> She's so not enthusiastic enthusiastic about oh, stuff. But anything. <laughs> It's like you're up here, and I'm like, no, no, I gotta be back down. <laughs> Life is horrible. <laughs> I am a realist. Okay. Yes. Two That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, Johannes, thank you so much for talking to us. We oh my have God, thank you. really enjoyed this. Um, I have a feeling I only talk about crazy. I came across as a crazy person. Cut it out, no. please. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll cut it down to five minutes. Fine. Yes, please. <laughs> Um, but we do want to have you back for like a, a topic episode. Um, probably About sugar on, and fat? Yes, yeah. Pro- I was going to say probably on baking and cooking. <laughs> yes, ah. please. Yeah. Yes. All yes. right. Because so, I, was, I was cooking since I was a child. Did you also? Yeah, well, yeah, my mom couldn't cook, so someone had to. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and Jeremy also? Uh, I do cook. My parents can't cook for shit. But we have commonalities there. we have a pattern. Yeah. We talk yes. <laughs> so, coming up next, our episode on cooking and baking with Johannes. <laughs> and childhood trauma. Yes, childhood trauma, cooking and baking. Okay, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, check us out on all our social media platforms. We're on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, and we're going to link um, Johannes's social media stuff um, in the episode notes. So go show him some love as well. And we'll see you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.